0: Welcome to Through the Lens of Christ, a podcast designed to have conversation about things that are happening in culture, questions that we may have theologically, um, and other questions that impact our day-in and day-out lives. Our desire is to be able to build these conversations and to be able to get us to critically think, not just about the events that are happening, but how do we see these events through the lens of Christ. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and I hope it helps you to critically think through issues in our lives. How are you doing, Steve? I'm fine, Adam. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. good. So I'm I'm Adam Baker here with Steve Dowster. And we're also joined by Ashley Vorwerk, the brains of the operation. And so um, we are going to be talking about in this episode um, the topics of conversion and also assurance. And um, we we've we've transitioned these from two 20-minute episodes a week to one 30-minute episode. And we're definitely trying to figure out if we can fit all that into 30 minutes. But mm. um, the answer is definitely no. But can we have a coherent conversation about these two topics? In Time will minutes? tell. Right. Um, so we're going to start. I think it makes most sense to, to begin with the idea of conversion. Um, we're talking about what does it mean to go from being lost to being found? What does it mean to to we use words like receiving Christ or accepting Christ or whatever kind of your your faith background is the, the catchphrases that we use? What does that actually mean? What does it look like? What's the process like. So I'll let you kick it off, Steve.
1: Okay, that's fine. Uh, okay, so well, yeah, what is what is conversion? It's moving from one state to another, I think, uh, and in your vernacular you just mentioned lost to found is one way of looking at that, I think. Um, I think even on your sermon last Sunday, you talked about two groups of people. There are only two groups of people, those who are lost and those who are found, um, those who really are at enmity with God that are Um, rebelling against God even though they don't really perhaps know it because they've suppressed the truth um, in their unrighteousness and they've suppressed God and so they're actually enemies of God in that camp or in that group of people and those who have peace with God Um, and that's the other side of things so there's a um, that's that sounds like quite a difference fighting against God or seemingly like fighting against the world and I think some of the terms you used on Sunday were um, not knowing, maybe confusion, not knowing what they're doing. They're lost in this world, even though they may not feel lost or don't recognize that lostness. And then on the saved side or on the found side, a new clarity, perhaps, about that type of person, but also a peace with God. That seems like a pretty distinct, different, two different groups of people. There should be a difference there um, that's both known by that person— and also observed outside of that person. Yeah, and you, you think about, I mean, the way you framed it up, this
0: this idea of fighting with God, right? You think about how, because that's exactly what's happening. We're, we're told we are not at peace with God. The only Correct. way we can be at peace is through Christ. That's how we're reconciled, which means we're not at peace. If we're not at peace, we're at war, right? So we're at war with God, and we don't even know it.
1: Might not, might not, yeah. but they, I, th- I think at one level we do. Um, but we suppress that and don't feel it. Sure. So, so to me, uh, there's the deeper level that we try to suppress that's there in every single person. I think Romans yeah. points that out. To but to your point, that's been suppressed. Yes. And now we're yeah. just blowing through life, um, drifting along with the world, with the culture, with our friends, family, work, whatever it might be, and don't perhaps probably give God a second thought. Yeah. That, I think, is what you were trying to get at Sunday yeah. with the the lostness of the confusion and the left hand, not knowing what the right hand is doing and all that. that, Yeah.
0: Romans one, right. That we, that, that we have traveled so far that we have rebelled so much that it's just now that becomes our very nature. And so, so you're right. It's not, we use words that we don't know it, but we do know it. We're just not conscious of it anymore. And, but it's in there. We, we understand that he says that he's, he's clearly been on
1: display The whole time, yes, and we're rejecting it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. And so, and so now we have to understand that new position. Well, here I go. I guess so. We have to understand who we are and where we are and in what kind of shape we're in and what kind of position we're in, which which brings us to our sinfulness. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the way, we have to understand that we've sinned against God. There is a God. We've sinned against Him. And we are, and we've done wrong by doing that. Right. That has to—we have to realize those things. It's not just a character problem. It's not just that bad things have happened to us. Mm-hmm. It's that we've actually done bad things ourselves. Yeah. We've chosen to do them, and they're part of who we are. And and we are in a bad place. And that that's why God stands against us because of the sinful acts, the wrong that we've committed, well, against other people and in mistakes that we've made. But all that is up against the holy God that we've yep. done this to. Yeah. And,
0: and um, bringing up the, the point
1: about, you know, it's God that stands
0: against us. Right. Because mm. in, in his holiness, he's opposed to these things. And we often have this kind of easy believism, um, this idea that I think there's a lot of people who think that they have a faith because they've made some confession, but they've never actually acknowledged that they were the problem. And that's true, I think. Right. And so you've got this like, I had an emotional response to a song or to a message or somebody talked to me or talked me into something. And now I confessed, I did some prayer. I so often hear people say, Well, I walked them through the prayer. I'm like, I don't even know what the prayer is. Like, it's right here. Right? Like, I, 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 so we've walked them through some steps, some stages, something. And now we've convinced them that they're now believers, but they've never actually gotten to the place of going, I was at war with God, like I, I was opposed, I was opposed to him and he then was opposed to me and I mean that, I think that's what really drives the difference between a, a true genuine conversion and just some uh, cheap confession about our faith.
1: Yeah, I kind of go back on what you said, I I think, so, so maybe it's, Oftentimes, when we so we we think we've made a confession, and what is, what's needed is also repentance. We can't forget this. Yeah. But 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 we've we've seen that we've done something wrong. We've our our conscience our conscience has said that was wrong of me to do that, and we see the outcome of that, the negative outcome, and the bad things that have happened. And we wish it wasn't so. Mm-hmm. We wish we could have fixed that and made it right. And and so that in itself, that regret or that action doesn't constitute confession and repentance um it constitutes a a conscience that's been pricked and understanding what's been done and and we may even attempt to resolve it maybe we think we have resolved it but we haven't because we haven't looked out like you mentioned looked outside ourselves to god as the one that we've offended we haven't dealt with that yet we've dealt with the person we've dealt with the whatever the situation was but we haven't moved outside of the temporary, the, the visible space, the material space. We're materialists. Um, and, we have, and we haven't jumped outside of that and saw God and said, this is all against God. So I think that's that's true. I think that's a good description of that. And we can't,
0: because um, a, a lot of what we're talking about here is that we're, we're making decisions and we're choosing all these things, right? Mm-hmm. But it goes back to God has to open our eyes yes and there's got to be some work that began before we began a work right. that actually moves us in a direction and i think sometimes we've got people who maybe their eyes weren't open yet but who see enough to know and i look at those things as going i see great hope in that because i'm like okay god's doing a work in there you haven't figured mm-hmm. it all out yet and but there's something going on to at least for you to acknowledge there's a need right. um but
1: god has to begin the work right well and, and to step a little ahead then so get that work that god begins um, in opening our eyes is also granting us faith, giving, giving us faith, faith being a gift that we're able to. that be, Because all those things we talk about in conversion, they come through faith. So being converted to Christ, being saved, being reconciled to God, uh, being in Christ, all those different terms that we use as believers. Being a Christian means that we have faith in Christ, faith that Christ was, lived, died, rose again, is, and that he represents God to us in the most faithful, um, uh, most, uh, what would you say, easily connected way because he was a man just like, just like us. Yep, And who, who confers salvation
0: in us, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a, a great question when you talk about our differences between some other faith backgrounds is who, who confers this salvation. And, and I think you have um, one point of view is that it, most points of view are that God does but that God does it through the church and other human agents, and then he presents that to who the human agents or the representatives of the church move that into. Um, and from our perspective, we would reject that idea. We don't believe that there is a I can't. As a pastor, I don't get to confer faith into somebody else. I'm going to right. confer salvation. Um, our responsibility is to is to bring the light. Our responsibility is to bring truth. Um, but yet, all that work is done by God, and He's the one who opens our eyes. And it's then our response to seeing. Our sin It's our response to seeing our, our, quite frankly, which nobody likes to talk about, but our worthlessness. Right. Um, the, the fact that we're looking on ourself with, with clear eyes, and then we see the beauty of Christ. Because again, the reason that we think, the reason we see our sin, the reason we see our, our worthlessness is in comparison to the one of worth. And if we don't clearly see him, then I don't think we get a good understanding of who we are. And there's this kind of the two-way this mirror.
1: Right, because we're I mean we're we're so bound up I think in comparing ourselves to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I compare different at I mean it can be a good day, a bad day, or I'm I'm focusing on some good attribute of mine compared to other people and I'm like, Oh, I'm still better than that, or right, or or you know, I'm trying to work our way work our way to improvement by looking at other people that are more like us. But looking to Christ and his perfection and as you mentioned, his beauty and being attracted to that that is what that is what really changes us then we have the ability to move out in faith and 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 work and do in in a way that doesn't save us but it's an outworking of the faith that through christ has saved us yes yeah and then and then we move
0: into a place where we're able to confess him both as savior and lord
1: Yes, because both both right. have to happen together. Yes. Yep. So we can talk about him being the savior of the world all we want to, but he also needs to be our Lord as well. Right. Which dividing those things is um yeah, I would say I think you would agree with this to, to divide those things means you're really not a Christian. You, right. you don't have to be, either then. Yeah, right. You have to right. you have to be you have to have both. Yes. I, th- I think some of the things that we can think of in terms of what does it mean to become a Christian, we could we can say by the process of well, these are things that aren't ways of becoming a Christian, like praying a prayer. Yeah, right. I, I prayed this prayer. Therefore, back in time, I prayed this prayer. Therefore, I can say I'm a believer. I, right. I've done that, right. um, or or some type of work, some types of um, effort that we put forth, being in the church, being involved with ministry. I'm, I'm being, a member. I'm a member of, the, right, could be a membership, yep. right? I'm a member of the church, or I lead this Bible study, or I'm a pastor, or, yep. I, or I'm whatever, and I yes. do these things, therefore surely I'm a Christian. Yep. Um, so I think those are things that we can do in terms of effort. Um, or have done things in other churches. Um, I was baptized in the Roman Catholic Church, for example, say, right? Yes. Yep. And and that infused faith in me, and now I'm forever forever Christ's. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, and how, how do we discern, then, those how those things are not so. If, we fe- if we've if we had those things in the past and we feel those things, how can we tell then if we have actually recognized who Christ is, recognized his beauty, accepted him by faith, um, and are a believer, how does that play in with those other, th- if we have done those other things, I wonder. What do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, well,
0: I, I think in in practice, I would say um, just a couple of weeks ago when we were doing baptisms, I had a, a couple who, in their mid-80s, and uh baptized as infants in the Catholic Church um, and, and later in life came into kind of more of an evangelical mindset have been here at the church for maybe a year and we're like, we we finally get it hmm. and she's her husband is um, kind of beginning stages of dementia, Alzheimer's and she was like, I want us to be baptized together while he remembers it oh, and nice. it's it, be beautiful, right mm-hmm. like and it's just this like, she and to describe it is difficult but when you see it in somebody who goes from this place of a a head knowledge and i kind of understand what i've been told and i went through some actions and i did something into a something has happened to me right yeah. there is something that has changed me i don't think the same anymore i'm not i'm i you're not perfect right but right. you just begin to you begin to crave different things you begin to see things differently you i don't think you have that just because you've been baptized and you went through a confirmation process or catechism right you can learn all the christianese you can learn the the you can learn morally what's right and wrong um and so you can look the part but it's the actual like how do I think? How do I respond? What are my emotions? What all of those pieces together spell uh, this idea of, of salvation?
1: Yeah, so there's, a, there's this idea of I can understand a lot of things, and I can get a lot of answers right on a test, right? Mm-hmm. And I can know what who Christ is and who I am, and I can understand the system, perhaps, but I'm not necessarily a believer yet. I mean, I guess you could say, I think you could say, that someone that understands the system, the theology of it, who Christ is, who we are, the devils know that,
0: and they're yeah, and they're they're the irredeemable. They know
1: my name. Right? They know all these things, and they right. know much much more than we do. Yep. So somehow there has to be another thing more than that, which I think we're describing as God opening our eyes, us seeing the beauty of Christ, and being changed by that. I. What do you think about there being? Do you think there's a point in time for that in every person, even though they might not be able to identify it? Yeah, I I do.
0: I do too. I, right. I think, and it, it's hard because it, um. It, pick on my wife and she'll hear this but um you know she's well, i don't know do well, our wives listen my, my wife she does probably, sometimes, well yeah. she'll get to it in like six eight months something. yeah yeah uh <laughs> but once once uh, tom bishop and ashley have taken over the podcast we're will long gone <laughs> there you go. we uh but um you know she would look at it and say you know i was kind of grew up in the catholic church kind of was a believer I, I always knew there was something different i always knew some of the teachings didn't feel quite right and i always knew but there was never this definitive moment and i'm like that may be true from a perception perspective mm-hmm. but i do believe that there's a definitive moment where he actually i mean even scripturally he says he he removes the blinders i think the the imagery is a point in time movement and for some it might be the the you know i'm blinded on the road to damascus and so i know the moment right, right. i know my moment but I, I believe there's a lot of people who don't know their moment but that doesn't mean there wasn't a moment
1: yeah, I think that's true, too. So, yeah, I've, I find some people looking back and saying, boy, there's just some, you know, kind of just this growth, mm-hmm. right? I, so so I, I think you'd agree with this then because I think we're agreeing that there is this moment, even if we can't recognize it. I just lived my life in the church and learned and grew and grew and grew, and here I am today, and there never was a moment. And I think one of two things about that. One is, well, you might have been in the church this whole time. But you still don't understand who Jesus is, and there never was a moment, okay. or there was that moment, like you mentioned, some at some point. But you didn't recognize it as the moment when the moment happened, yes. and you don't look back on that. Right. But the the question would be: Is what do I love? What's changed about me? Do I do I dwell on Christ and think of Him in in loving ways? And is that motivating my life? And and even when I come under pressure, um, is is that pressure? causing me to turn and and run away, or is that pressure um, giving me an opportunity to stay and love some more? Um, So, yes, that kind of goes to the internal aspect of belief and an external force against me, something outside of myself that might test my faith, I guess. Well, and I think
0: think what you're, you're talking about, transitioning from conversion to assurance. Yes. Right. This idea of how would I how do I know that I'm a believer? Because if maybe it was a gradual thing or candidly, you could believe there was a point in time. And that point in time, as I talked about earlier, was just some emotional point. Right. It could not have been a genuine conversion at all. Right. So how do I how do I know that either that point in time was real or how do I know that this gradual change wasn't just me learning behaviors and that it was actually a change in me? How do I know that? And so we get to this, this idea of assurance, which is one of the, the gifts that we're given in our in our uh, salvation, is that he doesn't just save us and say, you figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. He, he saves us, and then he gives us all these opportunities for us to know that we're saved. And some of them aren't necessarily um, fun, but they they
1: are assurances that we've been saved. So do you think assurance is the normal condition of a Christian, that, that a normal Christian would be assured of their faith Most of the time, all the time, some of the time? What would you think about
0: that? I I would say I think the enemy does a great job of trying to twist and distort, but I believe most of the time
1: we should be in a state of assurance. I think it's probably true, too. I would use the word often, Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's probably true. If we don't have much assurance, Mm -hmm. well, I guess I I think of assurance in a couple different ways, too. I think if I can look only within myself— and try to understand if I if I am a believer or not by kind of self-examination, thinking about what I do and what I love. Um, and so there is an element of that, I think. But there's also an element, I think, of outside assurance, where I'm being... Um, um, encouraged by other people, by um, things of Christ in my life being pointed out by other people, perhaps, by getting to know other people and, and understanding, um, having a deeper relationship with them so these things can be exposed. Um, superficial Christianity is awful, often difficult, I think, to find outside assurance in because lots of people like to give you lots of accolades, right? Oh, they're just nice, sweet people. Right. Well, that's great, right? But I want the truth, man. Right. I mean, give, give me the truth, and to, to get the truth— you got to kind of know me and we yeah. have to know each other i think yeah. uh to be able to move to that level of assurance yeah yeah and i think we we look at uh, assurance as well, such well i should a, say yeah. not that level of assurance that other uh, what would i say the other way of informing us of our insur- yeah. assurance maybe that's a better yeah. way to say it no that's good
0: no i think i i think i just look at assurance as such a positive word right and so we it assume is. that assurance but it, we assume that it only comes in like positive ways and so uh hebrews talks about how discipline is a type of assurance right and so we look at that as a negative like why is why is god against me and so discerning okay is he against me because i'm his child and i am acting in ways that i shouldn't that's actually a huge assurance it is i know my parents are my parents because they care enough to discipline me I don't like them at that point, right? And I'm like, I don't see it the way they do, and you can be frustrated and angry, but that is a massive assurance that they care about us. And I think we we sometimes twist that and think that, you know, the enemy uses that to go either God doesn't love you or God's against you or God would bless you. The whole prosperity gospel has really killed the gift of assurance through discipline. Um, and so I, I just really think that's, you know, again, I'm I'm like you where I don't want to, I don't always like to hear the negative pieces, but in order for me to grow, I have to hear the negative pieces. Mm-hmm. And if God's going to raise us up to be the image of Christ, like
1: He's going to have to give us some of the negative feedback. Yeah, we might get that feedback. Well, let me back up. So yeah, so I'm going to re- I got to recap because I keep want to keep, I keep yeah. recapping what's going on. So I've got this internal assurance, Holy Spirit living within me would be internal assurance that I love Jesus and I want to serve Him, and and that works its way out in what I understand to be obedience. It could be the gifts mm-hmm. of the Spirit. Um, it could be um, my love for Christ and reading the Word. Then there's these outside assurances that, that come, and some of them are easy. Um, some of them are someone that gives me a positive thing. Hey, that looks like Christ in you. And it's someone that I know that knows me well enough that this isn't just a you know fluffy accolade. This is actually, yeah, you know, this person means that. Um, and then also the negative side of things. It could be something in the world coming against me that I'm able to persevere in my faith in, or it could be, Uh, a criticism like you were mentioning where somebody criticizes me and i know that that criticism well i could take it two ways it might be coming from someone that I don't know if they love me, but I still need to take that criticism in and see if it holds true. But it's even better if it comes from someone that loves me and I know they care for me and they know me well enough to make that criticism, and they're doing it because they want me to grow and be more like Jesus. And that criticism means even more. And that's another way that we can be assured yes. in our faith because of relationship and, and also help in that area. I mean, I, I, I want to be helped... And if it has has to happen in a critical way, that's okay. But I really want it done with someone in some sort of a kindness and in love for me. That might say, you know, you just that was a that was a sin, and you need to work that out. I've seen that in you for 25 years. But I'm also going to walk with you, and I'm going to help you see it through, um, because I believe that God has the best in mind for both of us through that, and the outcome will be glorifying to God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and this assurance you talked about, like the gifts and, and being used for him. I mean, you know, there's I, I think uh, this this past Sunday, like I did. I was fully unimpressed with the message. Right. Like I I got done. And, so, you know, some Sundays I do that. Right. You get done on Sunday morning and you're like, I don't know how anybody got anything out of that garbage. Right. It was like I, I didn't know what point like I just didn't make the things that I would want to make as clear as I'd like to make them. And then and you've got other people who come up and go. I needed that. Sure. Right. And that those are assurances to me going, you know what? It's not about me. Right. And at some point I've got to go, okay, God, these are your gifts. It's your tools. You, you know what somebody needed to hear. And it's not, if I'm, if I leave the the platform and go, mm, boy, right? You really crush that one, right? God would be so proud. I've missed it. Right. And again, but those are assurances that we can still have those moments where we're like, okay,
1: Thank you. Yep. No, I think, yeah, I think that's exactly, I think that's exactly true. I mean, yeah, if we, you might prep and do all these different things and, and feel, I mean, I, I do the same thing even teaching a lesson in, yeah. you know, small group where I'm like, ah, oh, that just, a, there was no comments. Everybody was quiet. What am I yeah. doing? And, and, you know, then something will happen the next time that's totally different. Yeah. Right. God used right. it in a different way.
0: And he gives us those assurances, both to, both to help us to know that it's not us. And to know that he's way bigger than than, as long as we're bringing the sacrifice with the right heart, he's going to use that thing. And he, you know, the assurance is not in ourselves. The assurance is in the goodness of the God who has saved us.
1: Yes, and if we've got him in view and we love him, that I, that, that is the big jump. I think that's the big jump that it took me a while to understand. Is like we have to love Christ. <laughs> we we have to love him. Personally, and that—that's the evangelical call—is to know Jesus personally and to love Him personally. It's the biblical call, and and not to have something stand in our way. So I I think of the Roman Catholic understanding of assurance, and how can you have any? Because we you there are all of these things that have to be done. Do this, do that, do that. And that, to me, that's just training ground for, um, it's training ground for uh, moving us away from Christ in a lot of ways and moving us toward works, toward the church. Um, and I know the Church thinks of itself as standing in lieu of Christ, but it uh, again, going back to another podcast where obscure comes to my mind, obscuring Christ uh, with yep. the Church. Oh my goodness, can't see Christ because of the Church, right. and, and now I'm working, working, working for the Church, and I never know if I've actually come to a place of assurance and, and salvation.
0: Yeah, I mean, can you, can you imagine to be a, a believer— who is waiting for assurance from the church, from a person in the church, and for whatever reason, that never really comes because we're all fallible and that person doesn't know how to respond the right way. So you never have that assurance. Like, that's horrible. Ever. Right, ever. Really, ever. But we've been called into a personal relationship with Christ and that we have an assurance of our salvation. And And the first assurance is that my eyes are open to see it at all. Right. Yes. like That's the first assurance that there's something in me that I did. I didn't just do that. Right. Like there's some assurance that that there is a good God who is acting on my behalf to bring me uh, uh, an understanding. And then from that point on, that he is working within us, that the Spirit is working within us to open our eyes, to see. And, and we do. You know, the, the Alliance often says that that we leak, right, for the Holy Spirit, that we leak. And so we need to be filled. Paul often talks about the filling of the Spirit. And so we've got to be filled. But that's an assurance, mm-hmm. right, that I, okay, God, I know that when I'm in your Word and when I am truly communing with with God, I can be filled, right? this but I think again, that's just a to me just another assurance that we gain um, throughout our Christian walk.
1: Yeah, one of the thing I'm thinking about is so so I see like so this eyes being opened and understanding things in a new way. You might think that's some sort of new high level. like I'm sort of like, you know, like special person with that. I don't I don't want that to come across. What I do think it is though, that's interesting, especially when we think about our current culture where everything's kind of inwardly turned. Um, we see with new eyes the world around us in a different way and we're able to I guess in a way triangulate that or, or look to scripture. Scripture giving us the answer the um, the decipher to decipher that it's, 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 it, it helps us explain that um, the confidence in, in scripture by what it's able to explain and decipher in our culture with the new eyes that God gives us to see is a great assurance, I think, um, that Scripture is true. And all these things are outside of us. I know we have to be the one, we have to be involved somehow. We have to be the ones to look outside of ourselves to understand what the Bible teaches, and we can look to culture and say, this makes sense. This makes a new kind of sense to me with these new eyes that have been opened. Um, And that is an assurance as well. Not only that, prayer, Holy Spirit... All the means of grace, I think, are meant to give us that assurance.
0: Yeah, and and um, one other thing I'd like to say before we wrap up is just I think sometimes we put so much pressure on what we see as assurance, right? Like Mm -hmm. I should, if I'm a believer, I should be able to understand all of Scripture, right? If I'm a believer, all of it, yes. Like if I if I'm a believer, then this thing should be obvious to me. If I'm a believer, I shouldn't struggle with sin. If I'm a believer, and I think we look at so many negative points of assurance that are almost confirming our condemnation. And again, those are all, to me, tools of the enemy that's just trying to get you to question. And it goes back to Romans eight thirty eight, right? Where we cannot be separated by what God has done will not be destroyed. And that no matter what is working against that, and we know the enemy's desperately working against it, but he has no power to do anything about it. And so I can't look at it and say, because I because I don't have this gift or because I don't see this clearly or because that, that I just did this, then therefore I'm not a believer. We should constantly be, be critical of ourselves and go, okay, I especially with sin, right? I just did that. I should be convicted. I should be repentant. I should move, desire to move back into right reconciliation with God. All of those things are true. But if I'm buried in the guilt and shame and now questioning, am I a believer or not? And then again, we've we've missed the joy of assurance, having it been clouded by what we've learned in our past about our own perfection.
1: Yeah, all those things about conviction of sin and repentance, those are those are, that's the gift of assurance. Yes. That if if we don't have that, we should be concerned and we maybe shouldn't be assured because we're not able to see our sin, act upon it rightly, pray that God would turn us from it and help us to repent and follow him in obedience. Amen. Conversion and assurance. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Thank you.